Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. What's up, everybody? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. Thank you so much for joining me. Today on the podcast, we have a good friend of mine. She is the owner and the founder of Juice Buzz in Delray Beach. It's a uh, organic juice shop. It's easily my favorite place to go. We have uh, when I first started Stadzi, me and my company used to head over there every morning and take ginger shots. So her and I have some cool stories with that. She's uh, got a really cool view on life. She's very introspective, and I just really, really appreciate. Uh, her ideas and her message and just and just her overall view on life. So uh, please help me welcome my good friend, Jacqueline Pfeffer. But, well, everybody always says that when they're on a podcast, that they don't like their voice. Mm-hmm. So Jax. So Tim. <laughs> thanks for coming here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I. Uh, we were having a conversation a couple of minutes ago about mental blocks. And I thought that would be a cool place to start. Okay. Because as you were telling me, you were saying how you're having a hard time reading and how you have a hard time listening to podcasts because anything that requires you to kind of get out of the mind frame of juice buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to you thinking to myself, uh, I'm glad that really doesn't happen to me, <laughs> but <laughs> it definitely happens to me because I was thinking about a lot of the books that I've tried to read recently. And I get, so this is what happens. You ever get like four or five pages in yes. and then you realize that you have no clue what you just read because you're thinking about something else as you're reading? A hundred percent of hundred percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that, uh, that consumes you about Juice Buzz? Um, well, it's my first business and it's in its fifth year. So there's wow. employees. I know five years went by really fast. Mm-hmm. I think I met you the first year. Yeah. It definitely was. Um, you know, employee stuff, you know, call out sick, you know, or like, did I, did I do a good enough job? Am I a good boss? Am I a good employer? Am I a good business owner? Mm-hmm. And that conversation, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it consumes me. How much does the, am I a good boss stick in your head? Ooh, um, I know I'm a good person and I do believe that my employees are lucky that I'm their quote unquote boss. But be, just like parents didn't read a manual of how to be a parent, I didn't get any training on how to be a boss. Mm-hmm. So I do question my skills, mm-hmm. but I also do believe that if I continue to do what I'm doing, and I believe it comes from my heart, that it can't be bad and mm-hmm. it can't be wrong. I could always finesse it, yeah. I could always improve, but I'm not doing anything bad. So the conversation's there, but at the same time, like I'm okay with it, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And hearing you say that, it's always one of those things where you, you think you're kind of doing that little battle alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the other day, David, one of my developers, I think I was being kind of a dick to him. And he sort of came in here and he mentioned something. And I'd actually have a second with him. We're like, David, you have to understand, like, I never in a million years thought that, like, people would, like... Report to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, report. And I even feel weird saying report yeah. because it's kind of like just the whole hierarchy mm-hmm. still sort of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Same. But like the fact of the matter is that it's really necessary. So I'm always sort of like questioning myself in my head on, are you too stern? Are you too like 
lax do you give people the freedom to kind of make their own mistakes or like do you think that it'll run better if you like have everything really regimented and i remember uh i guess it was like three or four years ago you came in and one of your employees left the door open (laughs) and uh, (laughs) it was uh, a refrigerator door Uh, uh and I'm by no means trying to mock you because no, you have, you have like little mannerisms, but you sort of close the door and you're like, uh, keep the doors closed, please. <laughs> so just passive sort of aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I, I remember seeing that. And That's being like, so yeah, funny. like that, that works because, uh, I don't even know why, because I just remember seeing that moment and thinking to myself like, Oh, Jack's runs like a really, really tight ship. Mm. But then when you tell me that you're like questioning yourself a little bit, it sort of makes me give myself permission to question myself as well. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. And I love that you said that. And I love having our conversations. Um, It's been like an up and down where it depends on where I'm at in my personal life. Mm -hmm. It depends on the staff. um, And it depends just on it's day to day. You know, did we get the right shipment in? You know, do we have like positive, happy customers or do we have like cranky older New Yorkers who, you know, just want to complain type of South Florida, in South Florida, that never happens. So with that said, though, I've gone back and forth, you know, I have a handbook, I have a manual, we have like structure, but then there's also flexibility. And my employees know because of my yoga background, and then I'm a certified yoga teacher, my spiritual practice, I bring it into juice buzz, I do believe that it is possible to run a successful business brick and mortar, and still have a spiritual foundation. And that to me has saved me from probably a heart attack, you know, probably anxiety attacks, (laughs) hospitalizations, etc. Because without that, I probably would have lost my hair. It's gray now, but I still have a head of hair. Um, And and it fluctuates. So back to the flexibility, I say to my employees, you know, one of my favorite quotes I remember reading years ago, for those who remain flexible, always remain flexible and you'll never be bent out of shape. And that is my motto, remain flexible and you will never be bent out of shape. Mm -hmm. Meaning that nothing is permanent, which is a fact. It's not. Never. Everything is energy and, and energy is everything. So... I, I try to encourage them and I and I really feel like I practice what I preach as much as a human being can mm-hmm. um, without being tested too many times that nothing is like, it's not black and white. I don't live my life black and white. You know, if they make a mistake, I hope they'll learn from it. If mm-hmm. I make a mistake, I admit it and I apologize. But a lot of times it's do as I say, not as I do as a boss. Yeah. And and that is what I judge of myself. And that is when I say, ooh, I'm not a good boss. Because it does trickle down from the top. Uh-huh. I worked in corporate hotels. I totally agree. I, it's 100%. And you have to take like... Responsibility. Account- yeah, yeah. And, and accountability for it. Absolutely. When you talk about some of the spiritual practices, I remember years ago you telling me about... Um, I don't know if it was a 10 day mm-hmm. or whatever silent yes. retreat. Vipassana. Uh-huh. What's it called? Vipassana, Vipassana. Yeah. I I get anxious thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. And I went to in spite of that. Just to like, tell yourself that you could do it. Yeah. Didn't we just talk about a few minutes ago? Like you do things that challenge you, you're afraid of. Yeah. It's exactly how and why I did it. And that was six years ago. And oh, I want to so go cool. back. I Like I, I will go back. I have What's to. It like? Um oof, let's see. Well, first, it was challenging. 
Um, there was times where my roommates tried to speak to me and I didn't respond. And then there was one time where I was like, shh. And even that, they say, don't do that. There's no writing. There's no reading. Like, talk about reading. <laughs> if I had a moment to read in my life, mm-hmm. it would have been those 10 days. Um, it was before Juice Buzz, actually. But um, no reading. And they say no yoga, you know, it's all strictly meditation. It's strictly walking meditation, sitting meditation. You're meditating while you're eating. Um, And obviously you're in your head a lot. I was in my head. So the first few days I had learned prior to that people leave and it's too challenging that people go crazy. And I said to myself, I committed to myself and I'm really big on commitment, um, which I wasn't before that. And I said, I'm gonna commit to this 10 days because I'm not gonna die. Nothing bad can happen. This is 10 days for me. Just uncomfortable. It was just uncomfortable. But that's the whole idea of like just sitting with the uncomfortability and knowing that like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like that conversation, like it's okay. This too shall pass, Mm -hmm. you know? It's one breath at a time. It's one day at a time. And I got to watch the conversations and I thought I was crazy. Like I literally was crazy. So when you say watch the conversations, you mean like you're self-aware of the conversations in your own mind. Mm -hmm. So like you're kind of going back and forth in your head and then you can take a step back and say like, (laughs) it, it reminds me a little bit. And I get the feeling that you can settle into it some because I've done, uh, in in venice beach in la there's mm-hmm. a f- place called float labs it's mm-hmm. these float tanks mm-hmm. and it's kind of this saline solution solution and you you lay in it and um it's filled with salt so it's very dense and the temperature of it is the same temperature as your body so you hardly feel it it kind of covers your ears so you don't hear anything and it's in a tank and it's pitch black mm-hmm. and everybody always says the same thing when you talk about it it's like oh my god i could never do that i'd, I'd go crazy and yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable, but once you sort of allowed yourself, like the the thing that you said that stood out to me is I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind that to myself a lot in uncomfortable situations. Like eventually this is going to end and like I'm here, so I might as well be here. I think that 10 days of no talking though, like what did you say it was in in where the location was? It was in South America somewhere? No, no. I've been to South America for something else. But this was in Jessup, Georgia. It was in Georgia? Yeah, in Jessup, Georgia. Oh, yeah, man. I drove up there. Yeah, it was about a five, six-hour drive. Um, they have it all over the country. I mean, it's from Burma. It's from India. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Buddhist practice. And the technique is very simple. And, you know, it's meant to be taught there. But the idea is to allow sensations to come and go without reacting. So the bottom line is, you know, as humans, and we learn this in a spiritual practice, we have no control over people, places, and things. Mm -hmm. The only thing we truly have control over is our reaction to people, places, and things. So the, did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of the practice of meditation is to simply just be with whatever comes up. If there's a scratch, don't, don't itch it. I mean, if there was an itch, don't scratch it. I totally said that backwards. Um, You know, if you feel a twitch, don't try to rub it out. You know, your eye twitches, your knee twitches. Mm -hmm. Pain, again, impermanence. It's all not permanent. So watching like my back pain, watching, you know, my leg fall asleep. When your leg falls asleep, don't you shake it out usually? Always. Yeah. So we don't do that. You literally are sitting and it passes. It might take a minute. It might take five minutes. But to me... It was, it's fascinating. 
And you would do it again? A hundred percent. And I look forward to doing it again. Yeah. Do you build relationships in some strange way with the people around you, even though you can't talk to them? So they encourage, they discourage uh, eye contact. Okay. Yeah. And the men and women are kept separately. That's probably Um, a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very good idea. Even in the meditation room, it's like half the hall is female, half the hall is male. Um, and there's recordings that you listen to and there's a, there's a leader, there's an instructor, you know, lack of a better term, who's there if you do have to ask questions, you know, if you're having trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's very safe and I think a lot of people um, can learn and grow from it. But back to the conversation I thought was funny to share with you, I actually had a laughing attack um, in one of the meditations and they asked me to leave the room. No <laughs> And I love to laugh. I really believe laughter is like a great medicine. And the reason why I started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, All of a sudden, I started thinking about a bunch of guys I had dated in college. (laughs) And for some reason, it was the first time I ever realized they all started with the letter J. And that guy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. Oh my god, just thinking back, like burst out uncontrolled. You know that that belly laughter where like nothing can stop you? That happened. And then people start looking at you and it makes you laugh even harder. Yeah. That used to happen to me in high school <laughs> all the time. And then I felt bad. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. Don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And then it just makes it worse. And you just have to get up and run away, basically. Because <laughs> it's contagious, you know? Sure. Oh my god. I haven't thought about that in a while. <laughs> That's awesome. I did like how you said though that laughter is medicine. I've noticed mm-hmm. that about you. That mm-hmm. uh, I mean, nobody has perfect days all the time. Mm-hmm. Granted, and I'm not being presumptuous in that way, but it seems like you're intentional about mm-hmm. the energy that you bring places. You think that's true? I do, and thank you for acknowledging that and recognizing that. And something I believe is that we can't see in others what we don't have in ourselves. So then kudos to you, because mm-hmm. I take that as a compliment. Um, but that, I think, is really important for people to hear. You know, like <clears throat> even negative, quote unquote, bad things. If you don't like something in someone, there's got to be a little part of you, a little part of me that recognizes that. I know, and that sucks still. It totally. But the thing is, we get to learn from it. And if we want to change it, we have the control to change it. No one else is going to. Mm-hmm. And that goes for positive stuff as well, you know. But I do believe that our life is what we create. And what we create starts with how we think. And that's that's it. You know, I think it's pretty simple. It's not easy. It's always simple. But it's not easy. Well, okay. So I'll transition now. Okay. Um, I wanted everybody to kind of get to know you because hmm. you're just a really cool person. Thank you. But I want to learn a little bit more about Juice Buzz. And something that I never got a chance to actually ask you was the start of it. Hmm. Um, do you remember when you had the actual idea to be like, I want to give this a shot? Um, <clears throat> yes, I knew you were going to ask me that. And it's... Um, How did you know I was going to ask you that? It's just, I think it's a common question. And Is it's it? it's come up a lot for me in these interviews um, because it wasn't my idea. And maybe that's why. That's probably why, exactly. Yeah. So I know a lot of your listeners might think this is um, hokey, cuckoo you know a little out I doubt it. off the charts but anyway I'm a little bit off the chart um I have uh I had two males in my life one was a, a friend and one was my fiance at the time who is now my ex-husband mm-hmm. and I was teaching yoga full-time my background in um 
is in hospitality. I worked in hotels and restaurants for over 12, 13 years. I went to UF, University of Florida. I studied travel and tourism, minored in business, and I've always had um, and an affection of, to to people, to customer service, and um, traveling, and just all of that. So my ex-husband, uh, fiance at the time, was very entrepreneur mindset, and he and our friend wanted to open up a business. And there was some brainstorming. At the time, my intuition said, no, not a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, from what I had heard, horror stories, don't ever do business with family and friends. Mm -hmm. So that was my initial reaction. The hokey part that I haven't said yet was that here I sit as the only owner now, um, believing that everything happens for a reason, mm -hmm. believing that they were um, the vessel, the catalyst, whatever term you want to use. But I do believe that juice buzz emanates um, and I just, it, I bleed. <laughs> I bleed purple and yellow. like. Mm -hmm. My dad worked for Howard Johnson. He climbed the corporate ladder for hotels and restaurants, and they teased him for over 20 years that he bled orange. You know, that was the logo. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that Juice Buzz is my baby. So being that- You they, treat it like it is. I do, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's an important aspect of a, a business owner. Um, so they had this idea of opening up a juice bar, and I said no at first, but they were pretty persistent. Were you already into juicing? And yeah, for myself, foods? 100%. Okay. So I was teaching yoga full-time in Delray, Boca, and Palm Beach, and um, I was actually getting burnt out of teaching. It's a lot of energy. Um, I'm also a bit of an empath, and I'm sensitive, and I pick up on other people's stuff. So at that time, I didn't have a practice where to block it or how to clear it yet. So my ex-husband at the time saw me getting depleted. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, if we do this, you won't have to teach yoga you know, full time. So that kind of sparked my interest. Um, and I consulted with a couple of people. It just, it just worked. Everything like flowed, you know, like everything was just like, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. And to what we spoke about before, as long as I don't say no, doors open. If it's not meant to be, then the door will shut. Mm -hmm. But the doors weren't shutting. And, um, and I just started to learn, you know, who do I call? What farms do I go to? You know, what organic source am I going to get my next produce from? You know, I learned about all these different protein powders that I had never used before. And then all of a sudden, like, we're just getting customers and, and we're busy and we're running out of stuff. And, okay, I got this, you know. Yeah. And, and it's like we had to close early sometimes when we ran out of things. And, and I just learned. So the friend walks away, the ex-husband, end of story there. And it's been mine the last two and a half years. Um, so that's how it started, to be honest. What's the hardest part? Employees. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I and didn't if, expect you to say that. Because really? I feel like everybody says that. Yeah. Well, I guess where I was coming from is because everything I do is digital. Mm -hmm. So like I have overhead, but it's basically just computers and rent. And uh, my very limited experience with actual working with like physical products is my t-shirt company mm -hmm. and <clears throat> how well that's done. <clears throat> I hated having stuff that I had to like order and pick up and move and keep track of. And I've always thought that that was like the, the weakest link in like any chain that I've done. And so like at this point, I've kind of automated it. Like it's all in LA and um, they, they do it on their own. But I guess in a way I was expecting you to say that. Like the day-to-day -day operations? Well, and, and especially with um, with 
because with with juicers like so many different things you're out of your control right because you have to get different fruits and different vegetables <coughs> from different sources mm-hmm. and like who knows if like a crop goes bad or anything like that and and i would have a hard time with that so yes that could be true for some mm-hmm. and if i sit here for a second and really think about it that might be my second answer um but you said what's the hardest just employees right away well right away only because and they're going to listen to this <laughs> eventually <laughs> they know that i love them and you know a lot of them know what i struggle with mm-hmm. um and like i said when we first started the conversation it depends on where i'm at in my life you know the customers i have no control over what you said about produce in my mind, my mentality is it's a juice bar. Mm-hmm. I could disappoint a customer one day and ask for forgiveness by offering something for free, giving them a discount. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a loyalty program. That stuff can be what I believe fixed, compensated. Employees are human beings that I depend on, that I yeah. rely on, and that I need to trust and obviously reverse them to me. If they call out sick, no call, no show if they're not following instructions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. That to me, first of all, because I'm sensitive, I also take things personally, which was a huge lesson and I had to learn. it's hard not to do that though. It's, it's hard not it's to really do that. It's easy to say not yeah. to, but it's hard. And, and pat on the back, I'm patting myself on the back, everyone. Um, I just turned 40 this year and I feel like I'm a big girl finally. <laughs> <laughs> and with that uh, came and, and is coming still of not taking things personally and recognizing that they're not being anything more than they than they can't be. Like they're doing their best, mm-hmm. just like I'm doing my best. So when I get in my head and get upset again about someone calling out sick or no call, no show, it's nothing to do with me. It, that's them. So as long as I don't take it personally, it gets better, and it has. Um, and as long as it's like recognizing that I'm going to continue to show up, and the ones who are going to continue to show up are the ones that are supposed to continue to show up. And the ones that don't, like, they've served a purpose, and I'm grateful for them, and I thank them. And it's like, next, you know, my dad, my dad's my mentor. He's my bookkeeper also. Mm. And he's been in hotels and restaurants for over 30 years. And he said to me, Jacqueline, everyone is replaceable. Everyone is replaceable. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it, it, it's me saying at Vipassana, I'm not going to die. You know, it's me saying that Juice Buzz isn't going to close because one employee, mm-hmm. you know, called out sick again. So, did you ever read the Four Agreements? Yeah, many times. Yeah, <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I I got a lot of that book, but you said something that always reminds me of the the Four Agreements, where not to take things personal. Yep. And I am with you, where like I, for, I for the most part agree that nobody is ever doing anything to like intentionally hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like it might me getting hurt or um inconvenience or whatever you want to call it is usually like um a side effect mm-hmm. of something mm-hmm. but for the most part i really really believe that everybody is trying to do the best that they can with just the options that they have in front of them and like you know they might not make the decision that works best for me but i just find that that it's easier to keep moving forward when you don't carry that kind of stuff around. And I think that's true as like a boss, but also just, just as a person. In general, yeah. No, but yeah. as you were saying that, something else came to me <clears throat> where um, I guess along the lines of not taking things personally, another huge lesson mm-hmm. that has been a challenge is I can't please everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't please everyone. 
And I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> it's not necessarily that I'm a people pleaser, yeah. but I want I want people to, to like, like you. Me. Yeah, hundred yeah, exactly. <laughs> percent. Exactly. Yeah, I want them to like me, and, I, and but I want them to. I truly believe, um, just as a little girl and how I was raised, and a lot of who I am. Obviously, we are a result of our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my mom has a big heart, you know, and um, and when it came into business, like I used to work for other people, you know, but I also had like a little issue with, with authority. I definitely got. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I may have gotten written up for insubordination yeah, once I or twice. <laughs> So, so when it comes to my business and I want customers to like me, just like I want my employees to like me, just like I want my vendors who I buy their stuff to resell like me, I really do want everybody to be happy. And my bottom line, my intention is for the whole world, really, but I can only start with my community, with my backyard, is to be happy and healthy. Mm -hmm. So... So that's what I love about Juice Buzz. Like when you walk in, the smell, the colors, you know, it's bright, it's happy, music, et cetera. But it's like, um, it's a cheers, you know. I think you're a little bit younger than I am. But Norm, you know, when you walk into it, hey, Norm, we know all of our customers' names. For the most part, you know, we know about their family. We know what smoothie or shot they're going to have that day. I want them to be happy. So as long as I continue doing what I'm doing, consistency with my integrity and the quality of my service and my products, the employees are going to come and go. I do have the space to train them properly. I do have the space where they could see how I am with the customers. And I can only hope that they'll continue, you know, to have that reflection, you know. But that to me is important to remember that I can't please everyone and I can't take everything personally. And that has to cover the whole spectrum, you know, everywhere. <laughs> what do you think if you had if you had to, I mean, the perfect answer is going to be both. Mm-hmm. But if you had to focus on one, do you think it'd be more important to focus on the service mm-hmm. or on the product? Ooh, great question. Um, OK, Init- um, intuitively, I want to say product because the product is what's being consumed. And again, like I think I mentioned already once about our body, oh no, it was your or my private conversation, mm-hmm. about the body being our vessel. Yeah. You know, this is the vehicle to carry. So if I want to affect someone vibrationally, I think it's important to have both, but it's what they're consuming. So product, product, quality, integrity of the smoothie, of the juice, you know, but I don't know, they're kind of equal. They're kind of equal. I go even yeah. the last 30 seconds thinking about it in my head. I, I go back and forth as well because there's part of me that believes that people make buying decisions mm. based on how you make them feel. Yes. And yeah. the trigger sparked up in my head because even as I was telling Juliana, my fiance. fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. We both got engaged this yeah, year. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. Uh, when I, I was mentioning it, I mentioned the smell, mm-hmm. and I've said that a bunch of times when I walk into there. That mm-hmm. like the the smell is one of the, my favorite things about it, and how that triggers an emotion because it's kind of like, kind of like how how you were smoothies, regardless of how good or bad they are, how much you want to get into the ingredients and the product and stuff, you can kind of get a smoothie any way you want. Mm-hmm. But like the experience that you provide is unique to you. And I think that that is something that we talk about in here as well. And, and I don't need to get into that, but I just, I wonder, 
I wonder, and I want your intake, how much of the word of mouth that you guys mm-hmm. have, which is a big part of why you guys have been so successful, is about the smoothies or is about how people feel when they walk in and out? That's a great question. Um, I'd love to know the exact answer so to that. I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, customers of Juice Buzz, we're going to take a survey. Survey says... Um, Okay, so I, I think it's got to be both. I don't know if it's 60-40. I don't know if it's 50-50, 70-30. But there, the fact is there's always competition. You know, the fact is that when Juice Buzz cr- was created, there was only one other location that was a juice bar. And and sadly enough, they closed down. Rent has been increased on the Ave. Mm-hmm. But since then, there have been one, two, three places that now serve smoothies and acai bowls. None of them were doing cold-pressed organic juices, so I still stood out. Mm-hmm. None of them were solely focused on smoothies and juices, so I still stood out. None of them were 100% organic, so I still stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't running any of them. So I don't know. I don't know if I've lost business to any of them. I don't know if customers go back and forth. But what I do know is, actually, I want to retract that last statement. I do know customers go back and forth because they keep coming back and they say, you have the best acai bowls. I'm not making this up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to make your smoothies at home. It never comes out to be the same. So I almost wonder, I give my recipes away. Like This is what you need to make the intuition. This is what you need to make the good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret. Um, the only additional ingredient is the love that I, uh, that I believe that I give you know, through the service. And, and through the space, you know, I got my little salt lamps. I got my crystals, a juice buzz. I don't know. Maybe that plays a part, too. I think you're probably right. Yeah. That's <sighs> just so uh, it's cool, man, because <clears throat> for the people listening, Jackson, and I met because the first ever Stadzi office was across the street from juice buzz. And it was this tiny little shoe box, which I've talked about before. I don't know <laughs> if you ever saw it, but in the morning mm-hmm. we used to all go over there and we used to take these, uh, zingers i think it's just it's just lemon cayenne pepper and, and ginger. ginger right mm-hmm. the and, standard uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we used to do it every morning and so just as you said the standard like i can go get a ginger shot basically anywhere but like we used to start our morning there and we used to like mm-hmm. laugh and go in there and have a good time and do cheers and mm-hmm. make that face because the cayenne pepper burns and <laughs> so i just i gotta believe that experience plays a really big factor yeah so Wrapping this up, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the uh, the real common cliche question for people that are listening. As somebody that owns a brick and mortar shop, mm-hmm. and as I'm sure there are a ton of people that are looking to kind of start their own shop, whether it's juice or a clothing line, what's the most important thing to start to get out of the first year? Because you've been doing it five and a half years, you said. So four and a half, yeah, this is our fifth. Four, mm-hmm. Yeah, so your fifth year. That first year is where tons of people crash and burn Mm -hmm. and so i always try to give advice or let other people give advice on that first year as like as a business woman Mm -hmm. what do you think the most important thing is um (laughs) i'm laughing at myself for all the answers (laughs) that are. and how many of them did you screw up by the way because that's important too all right well um if i wanted to minimize all the work i did and if i want to be super humble I do have to say that a part of the initial success was location, location, location. Mm -hmm. I do believe that because you specifically asked for a brick and mortar spot. I don't think that's the answer, obviously, for non-brick and mortar location. Um, 
try, try again. You know, like I, I don't believe in failure unless you're not trying anything. You know, we, we went through different recipes. Um, it was just pushing through any discouragement, you know, um, which is what I think kept us alive. I could have cried. You know, I remember sitting on the floor, like cleaning and sweeping all by myself. Employees left. Ex-husband was, you know, not there. And, um, and I just wanted to quit. I wanted to close the door. So to me, to be successful is to stay positive, um, to know if you truly believe in what you're creating, if you truly have passion for it, that there should and there could not be anything stopping you. So to me, it's a mental thing that needs to be the first and foremost foundation. That might not be the answer you're looking for, but to me, that was... Well, I yeah. think it is yeah. because I'm going to follow it up with something. Okay. Um, are you an obsessive person? Mm, I don't like the word obsessive. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's think of another synonym. Um, I think a lot. And yeah. But why are you asking that? Because I've given advice mm -hmm. or not even given advice. I, my own experience has said that the reason why I've been able to start things is because when I do and see them through, it gets my full, full attention. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Like the word obsessive has a little bit of a negative connotation towards mm -hmm. it. But I, I think that that's kind of what it takes because it's really hard. I got you. Yeah. You know, like starting a business and especially getting it through the first year is really, really hard. And I worry a lot that with Instagram and with the digital sort of fame that quote unquote like entrepreneurship has these days mm -hmm. that that kids think and specifically kids but everybody they think you can kind of just start a YouTube channel and make an Instagram account and now that you have a business and they forget about the time when you're sitting by yourself scrubbing the floor and people laughing like you want to quit yeah and I just think that whether you want to call it obsession mm -hmm. or focus or, or whatever, for me, I, I think that that is like a requirement. And for people to get through it without having that, I think it would just be a real struggle. So I'm going to change that, um, that lingo, that mm -hmm. terminology to an intention. And that's what's coming up for me now, as you okay. said that. Um, just along the same lines of having passion for it. Like if you truly believe in your product or your service or whatnot, it's what's your intention behind it? Cause I'll have, you know, when I did open, although it wasn't within the same proximity, there was another similar business opening up <clears throat> a couple miles away. And I know for a fact that they were more bottom line dollar driven. I, I haven't been. Mm -hmm. That's why my prices reflect organic. That's why my margins are still pretty slim. You know, food cost is high. You know, payroll. I can't run that business alone. That's the other thing. Intention and knowing that you can't do it alone and that you don't need to do it alone mm -hmm. is huge. It was huge. It continues to be huge. I don't want to ever do anything alone. Um, there's a whole big world out there and a lot of people feel lonely as it is when they don't have to. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a choice when it comes to like running a business is your intention. Yes, you need to make money to pay bills, to pay rent, et cetera, overhead. Um, but what's what's your end result going to be? You know, and when your business closed, what are you going to be more happy about? The success of the finances and the money in the bank account or the kind of lives and the people's lives that you've changed? 
and the impact that you created in that community. So I'd probably end it on that. It's cool to to watch you say that because <laughs> you really, really believe it. Because I'm getting choked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you really believe it. Just because yeah. you hear that a lot about, you know, like the people you're going to help. And I think everybody wants to help people. But I just, I, I, I think it's easy to say that kind of thing because you can, it's difficult to lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. And watching you say that, you're obviously not lying to yourself when you say that like your intention and your focus is the people that you interact with and, and the lives that you affect through what you believe in, health yeah. and nutrition and vitality. And I think that's really cool. And environment. I just switched plastic straws to biodegradable straws. <laughs> they're thinner and not that easy to suck the smoothie out of, but they're going to save fish and mammals, you know, in the water. I totally <laughs> agree. We stopped using yeah. uh, grocery bags. Awesome. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid. You got to think, I mean, 300 people in the, in the 300 million people in the country. Yeah. So wake up. <laughs> you got to think that everybody's using one plastic bag a day. If not probably more, yeah. more you mm-hmm. know, 300 million plastic bags a day just floating around. Yeah. I mean, you could Google images, you know, you could watch videos. Of that plastic island Oof. in the Pacific. It's yeah. crazy, right? Breaks my heart. Now, the fight, I mean, there's so many things. I'm glad we didn't touch on anything yeah, sad because we're ending I on this, right? would have cried a lot. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Uh, you're so, yeah. Hey, Jax, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Um, JuiceBuzzDelray.com. JuiceBuzzDelray.com, yes. Yeah, is, is where you can go to the website. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your Instagram? Uh, JuiceBuzzDelray, Facebook, JuiceBuzzDelray. Perfect. No, no Twitter. <laughs> It's <laughs> <Sony's fine>. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. If anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to email me, Tim, T I M, at stodzy.com. Once again, I know I say this at the end of every episode, it's humbling to me that uh, I've been getting so many downloads and that people have been reaching out, asking questions, and just saying that they enjoy the content that I'm producing. I don't really have any kind of business plan behind this. I'm just doing it because I enjoy it and because of my intent. There you go. Thanks again, Jax. Thank you. Talk to you guys next time. Thanks again for listening. Later.